Today is Wednesday, November 9th. The title for our devotional is The Supremacy of Christ. Yesterday, we took a brief look at the heresy Paul was combating in his letter to the Colossian church. His antidote is to magnify the supremacy of Christ over and against any other hollow and deceptive philosophy that has the appearance of wisdom but is not centered on Christ. This has profound implications for us today. In a polarized culture, we are tempted to idolize and worship our ideological camps and the leaders that espouse those ideologies. The antidote to this idolatry is the same, I think, as Paul says in the letter to the Colossians. That is to magnify the supremacy of Christ. In Colossians 1.15, Paul expresses one of the most powerful descriptions of the supremacy of Christ in all of Scripture. Colossians 1, beginning in verse 15, reading through verse 20. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, this text is quite complex, and there's a lot that we can unpack in here, so I'll do my best to limit our exposition of it to what we can cover in today's devotional. Tomorrow, we'll talk about applying it a little more. This was likely an early Christian hymn or creed that Paul is quoting. His first statement is that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. This immediately brings up thoughts of the image of God in Genesis 1.27, where all humanity is said to be created in the image of God. Now, the context of this passage here in Colossians is pointing to the supreme authority of Jesus. In the Genesis account, it is the image of God on humanity that sets humans apart from creation. This is the basis of their authority over all creation. So, Paul may be drawing somewhat on that idea here. That's not all he has in mind. Humanity is created in the image of God, or after the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. This has a different sense in the context. It's implying that Jesus is the fullest revelation of God. So similar to John's use of the Logos, or the Word, in his Gospel, especially John chapter 1, or to wisdom personified in Proverbs 8. What this is saying is that God is revealed most fully in Jesus, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is then said to be the firstborn over all creation. This is not to be read literally as if there was a time when Jesus was begotten in eternity past. No. Jesus is eternally God along with the Father and the Spirit. Instead, it is again pointing to Jesus' position of authority. The firstborn in this culture was the rightful heir of his father's authority and is often used of even King David uh, in the Psalms. See Psalm 89:27. Jesus is then said to be the agent of creation. This coincides well with John's account in John 1, 1-3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Therefore, Jesus is supreme over all creation, even spiritual beings, emphasized with Paul's use of thrones, powers, rulers, and authorities, things visible and invisible. Remember, the Colossians were apparently worshiping angels. Jesus is far greater than them. He created them. In Jewish theology, it was evil spiritual beings working behind the scenes of evil empires like Babylon or Rome even, that often brought destruction and evil into the world. Worship of spiritual beings and 
The authorities and kingdoms of this world that they animate is not warranted because Jesus, as their creator, is far greater. Not only were all things created by him, but they were created for him. All creation sings his praises, as Psalm 66.4 says. The purpose of creation is to glorify him. Christ is before all things. This preposition could refer to his temporal existence before the world was created or to his position of authority over all creation. Both are true and both are likely in play here in this verse. As creator and supreme authority in creation, then all things are sustained in him as well. Apart from the mercy of God, we would be consumed, as Lamentations 3.22-23 tells us. All creation would be consumed apart from the mercy and grace of God. He is not only the creator, sustainer, and lord of all creation, he is the lord of the new creation as well. This new creation begins with his people, the church, or his body, of which he is the head of. This new creation will later be culminating in a reconciliation of all creation to God in verse 20. This peace and reconciliation is accomplished through his blood, the blood of Jesus shed on the cross, his atoning sacrifice for the sins of humanity. Everything in this section is pointing to the preeminence and the supremacy of Christ in all creation. Paul is here begging the question, if Christ is so great, why worship anyone or anything else? This we will pick up on tomorrow. For additional content, I'll link you to the Bible Project video on the book of Colossians, and I also included the poster of the layout and themes of the book.